Welcome to the Keel Hall Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. If you guys don't know, we are at SOT Fest. We are recording live. We are in the mess hall. Everyone is having a great time, and we're here with Davram. I am here adjusting sound levels live because it's loud, because everyone's having a great time. Yeah. Yeah, we're having a really fun time. But before we get into this episode, I have to thank the patrons because they are the ones that got me to SOT Fest. So I want to thank you all so much for your support, whether you're just starting or you've been there from the beginning. It really has helped. Uh, if you don't believe me, you were the guys that got me uh, to Sea of Thieves Fest. You got me uh, to meet the people. Um, you got T-shirts for people. There's so much that your support has done to help support this community as well as the Sea of Thieves community. And I, I thank you from the, the deepest bits of my heart. I hope you all enjoy this episode. Uh, before we get into it, I do have to call out the people that are supporting me. Um, People's Republic, Elcute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Jabaro 5, Carl Embo, Kazia the Rogue, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Ocarian Darth, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella, Rust Belt Kid, Norwegian, Skinny Matt, Scum Melt 666, Sudesh, Tarnished Film, That Kilted Guy, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lower Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. Um, uh, listening back through this episode, there are a couple things. I messed up where uh, Burning Tony is actually at. He's not at Devil's Thirst. Uh, he's at uh, Ruby's Fall. And I'm pretty sure I said like the Obsidian Blade, which I, I is the name of the, uh, the the mercenary group. I actually think it's Twisted Blade. Um, I spent about a half hour digging through the books to try and figure out where that reference is. And I totally blanked on it. So uh, apologies for some of the the little errors throughout this episode. But you guys have been listening to me whine, wax on about this and whine, honestly. But let, let's get into the actual episode. This has probably been one of the coolest experiences I think I've ever had at, at any it's, convention ever. It's absolutely incredible. Like the 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 fact that this is a community built convention and the amount of work that went in from the decorations of I'm sitting here sitting barrels with like little pirate games and different games on it. Yeah. All the different tables have custom uh, artwork that's been done that looks like the sales from the games. We have the flags all over the place. And we were just talking last night about how we think the flags should become more important in the game. They're hanging all over the place. It's absolutely fantastic. They did a great job yeah. at setting this up. And this is just like one aspect. We've got rooms with an entire Lego uh, Galleon's Grave built. Right. That was so cool. Out of, yeah. Completely custom. Galleon's Grave built out of Legos in one of the other rooms with a giant photo booth where you can get your photos taken with some of the standees from some of the major NPCs as well as a ton of custom prompts that are just fantastically made by so many good creators. I just got a bot, uh, a fort key from Fox Die in one of the other rooms. He's selling bottles that has like a, a one in or like a two in 25 chance of a special thing going on. 
there's so much of Liz's Liz Larue's yeah. are, are props and stuff for sale this week. It's it's absolutely fantastic. And, and then Fox's gold hoarder that yeah. he, he just finished up is absolutely incredible. Yeah, like that it was now and that's not for sale, of course. But no, it, <laughs> it was it absolutely nice. incredible that. So it's it's just been it's been great. Obviously, it's it's noon here. So we have many, many more hours left. Yeah, uh, we've we're sitting next to the very talented Freya Catherine, who's yeah. been who's been playing for us all day. Uh, so it's it's been it's been amazing so far, and I'm yeah. I'm just having a great time. I had no idea like just how many people I'd run into today. Just, right. just in the few hours that we've been here. Yeah, we we walked up because we walked up from the train station. Well, coming from the train to um to the convention there was a couple of people with sea of thieves shirts on and we just started talking on the train yeah and then we start walking up here and we're two hours before it opens and there's already a line of people outside and we just start chatting and people are recognizing us and it's 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 just it, it's just been so welcoming yeah and and friendly and it really goes to show the the awesomeness of the sea of thieves community yeah it's it's fantastic it's it's amazing to get a chance to run into so many different creators the the there's twitch streamers that are doing panels in one of the other rooms i've i've gotten to meet some of the boat swains from the original i've gotten to meet cat true walker one of the original pirates from the forums way back in 2017 2016 james bowden's just walking by one of the senior community managers i saw joe clifford earlier today i saw joe neat earlier today right there's it's it's insane just like how many amazing people, so many talented people. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a, a cosplay of Belle right now in, in Incredible. this room. Like the it's, atmosphere, the feeling of it all, it's it's fantastic just to get a chance to actually see how many people are, are here just in celebration of the community, of the game, of, of piracy. It's just it's so much fun right. to, to sit down. And then and then you've got like the, the craziest thing about all of this that just blows my mind. It always blows my mind about the Sea of Thieves community. You know, you have big name content creators here as far as Kraken. You've got Behaving Beardly. You have Beard Again. You have Fox. You've got all these great content creators. And I'm just sitting here. They're just mingling around with all the people having lunch. Yeah. It's just like everyone's just here having a great time, enjoying Sea of Thieves. And it is a packed house. I mean, this is a decently sized building. Yeah. I mean, compared to like the convention centers in, you know, other parts. It is, it is a smaller building, but it's a decently sized building for their first attempt, and it's packed. Yeah. Like, and everyone's just having a dynamite time. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and there's no ego here. Everyone, if, if it's one thing that has stayed true about Sea of Thieves is every member of the crew is equal. And that is so represented mm -hmm. in today's event. Like, Absolutely. I'm, I'm so, I wish everyone that I knew had the opportunity to actually be here for this because this is it's just such a magical moment and so many people have come up and been like you traveled from california for one day right to england and yeah. i'm like this is worth it absolutely everything that i did to get here yep. was 100 percent worth just getting to actually meet mm -hmm. as many people as i because i've known so many for four years right and and not actually you know getting to just not not being able to actually meet them 
has always been one of those things like, you know, one day maybe it'll happen. Maybe there will be an E3 or something like that. And then E3 died and we had to deal with COVID or coconut fever, all that jazz. And, and now we're finally getting the chance to actually like hang out and spend time with them. And it's so fantastic. So I'm sad that there are so many people that I would have loved to actually have gotten to, to be here with me. But I'm looking forward to the next time we do a Sea of Thieves Fest. And, and there's going to be another and one. And there's going to be another one. But also, I want to see if we can get something together. Maybe maybe Doug, Race of Legends Doug. Good call. Dread Pirate Doug could help out with this to do one for America. Do east, east to east, west. Get get something over there I for would, the United States I folks. would love to get one for America because it would be a lot it of is, fun. It is not. Here's the thing. You know, we, we started planning this and saving for this. You know what? Six months ago, right? We yeah. we started saving for this. It's not cheap, no. and and especially you know with the with the economy not getting into that kind of stuff, you work a lot of hours. You yeah. can't take time off work. Some people can't take it off. So it would be great to have something more localized for the United States that that people in the United States could come and have just an, a, a fantastic time as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would it would be great to. It would be great to have something like this across the world. Yeah. Not just like in America and see in, in but you know, if we're talking like Europe proper, we've got uh, uh, South America would be great to have some folks down there. I know there are plenty of fan, fans of Sea of Thieves down there yep. as well too. Uh, I, it's, it's such, it, this is one of those few moments in life where I can sit there and point to this and be like, the community is so good, they're so healthy, yep. that while so many people may not play Sea of Thieves, this is probably one of the best gaming communities out there yep. right now. Yep. And I'm, I'm just so happy to be actually here as a part of it, being able to actually see people for the first time. Absolutely. But we've actually got some stuff that we wanted to talk about. We, we have, do. We, we have, took notes on the trade we, this morning. You took notes. I, I never took, take uh, notes. Yeah, um, um, but we wanted to talk about uh, the fact that there is going to be a Golden Glory weekend. Yep. That's going to start on July 29th. Yep. And go till August 1st. Yep. I'm really thankful that Rare decided to put it on the weekend after. after. Right. But right. Also, right. before the August 4th relaunch of Captaincy, because I think it would have been a little nuts to try and work on Captaincy like as <laughs> on a Glory Golden Glory weekend. Yep. And and one thing with with captaincy, obviously we know that that the update has been pushed, yeah. which I think we both agree is a good thing because we want to make sure it's clean. We want to make sure it's done right. We want to make sure it's good. Yeah. And I keep telling people, captaincy is bigger than just putting your name on a boat, right? It's bigger than customization of the boat. Though we don't know the extent of what it's all going to be. We know there's voyages somehow that plays into it. We know there's a progression system, but we don't know the details. I think captaincy is going to be much bigger than a lot of us think. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, having it on golden glory, I think would invalidate some of that, right? Because a lot of people would then be able to rush through it even more because of the bonus experience. Well, not even just that. I mean, look at like the spike that we usually see with community days and Golden Glory right. weekends. Sometimes the servers get impacted yep. and that diminishes that. the experience. Yep. So having the opportunity to have Golden Glory gets people back into the game. Yep. There's a reason to draw it up. And then literally yep. that week, we've got season seven pop up 
we've got captaincy. People are just fresh off of getting a whole bunch of gold. They can spend it on captaincy, however we work on that. Yep. And it'll be, I think that's a great way. You lead in, you get a boost in gold, you get a bunch of people jump, jumping into the game who haven't been playing in a while, and then you drop them right into captaincy update afterwards. I right. think it's a, a great it, it, way. Hype it up and then give it to them. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, I, I think Golden Glory is going to be fun. Obviously, you know, we'll probably be playing. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be playing a little bit during that time. Um, but, yeah, so now everyone knows that they can get extra gold leading into captaincy because you're going to have to buy your boat yeah. and though we don't know any details about that yet i would start uh, you know getting I, some of that cheddar yeah i would imagine probably next week we will probably start getting more info yeah, dumps i think they said specifically uh in the last official podcast that they were looking at the like the monday tuesday before yeah it drops on a thursday to push that final trailer that always has the the goodies and what's in the empire emporium you know that typical video yeah so yeah i would i would say again so long as it doesn't get pushed again because something we don't want it to but we want it to be complete and done i don't think it will yeah. uh, they've already pushed out the season what now twice so yeah. um I, I i think we're going to get it this time i think it's going to be great um, so I, feel, I, yeah, I think they're gonna, a lot more confident right yes. now. Yeah. And, and even exactly. uh, I saw a tweet just today. Uh, Craig Duncan, um, uh, head of studio mm -hmm. over there, says that it's been a it's been a pretty hectic week. Yeah. But they are they are still feeling really strong about what's been going on. So yeah. it's it's nice to know that the studio's I, feeling confident. I mean, let's think of it also this way: we literally have a massive they're they're basically their bethesda show or uh, xbox e e3 bethesda showcase whatever you want to call it now yeah their update is coming it's going to be big and guess what we have joe neat here oh yeah we've got other rare staff members here you think if that update was this close you think they would they would be working on it but it they're out having fun with the community i think it's about done i think it's going to be great yeah yeah, I think so as well, too. And I'm really excited. And getting to see everyone here and yep. actually watch them walk around and yep. greet each other and stuff, it's, it's been... It's been it's, it's it's fantastic. It's magical. I, yeah. I can't I can't wait to, to just cherish this memory for the rest of time at this point. So uh, now the now the real question: When you went up to talk to Joe, did you ask him to pull out his mobile phone so you could call Mike Chapman? And then Mike's going to be like, "Oh, great, Logan now has another way to get a hold of." I respected <laughs> my time with Joe. I I bugged him purely about fundamental design things with the game, as as you should when he's trying to enjoy himself on a day off and uh, had him sign my art book which I've been having all the devs sign my art book I, I brought it all the way here and uh, no it was it was a pleasure I, I I honestly know I took way too much of his time he was sweating in the in a corner that he could not get out of and it was one of those see, see you're you're sitting here like a, a news reporter throwing a <laughs> microphone in his face I was outside, and here he comes walking up the sideway. I'm like the first person he sees. Yeah, think about that. All the critical stuff that I've said out here, and I'm the first person he sees. Probably not what he wants. <laughs> was a super nice guy. I got a picture with him. I didn't question him at all about Sea of Thieves. We just had a nice little chat about the community. And Logan's like, uh, so tell me about uh, update nine and three quarters and why you guys chose to, you know, <laughs> you, look, you got that investigative look, like here's, microphone. Here's the thing. 
there's so there's only so many chances you have in life to meet someone That's that true. you really want to talk to so, talk to them about. To talk to and I've wanted to time. talk to him for at least four years. Right. So for me to mess it up already, I feel like I've done a good job. I feel like I've already made an impression of like I don't respect your free time. I want to get my <laughs> answers done. Uh, but it was it's it's amazing to uh, to to get to. To finally right. meet Joe, and he's taller than I expected. He was. He's taller than I expected. He was taller than I, I expected. I blame McFarlane for that because yeah. John is so tall yeah. that I, I 100% expected uh, Joe to be much shorter. Yeah. And he was so much taller. And so it was, But it was just really great to – it was just – oh, man. Can, so can we say, though, the hair is impeccable. Oh, his, his facial hair oh, and his hair in general always, is like, it's like impeccable. Yeah. Impeccable. He knows how to show himself. Yeah. He's, uh, he's perfect. Also, I got to find out about his cats, though. <laughs> there goes the microphone again. Let me let me talk to you about the cats now. <laughs> did you did you notice back here? I know they mentioned it coming in. Like when 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 we were talking about how themed this is for Sea of Thieves and how you really get just you walk in and you're just immersed by Sea of Thieves, right? We're sitting here staring at a Flameheart banner, all the flags from the ships, and I turn to where you can get food, and there are literally racks of bananas. Oh, yeah. Like, bananas hi, everywhere. This is Sea of Thieves. There are bananas everywhere. Yeah. Now, I will advise, and I hope anyone who's listening after obviously this comes out after Sea of Thieves, don't eat the rinds, okay? Don't be like your pirate. Don't eat the rind. Peel the, I peel have. It. I have. Peel it. What? Twice. Does it crunch like? Oh, it crunches. Oh, does it? It crunches. Does it taste good? No. Okay. It's disgusting. All right. Please but don't ever now, eat. Don't I ever did eat ask the them though if they had coconuts that I could just bite into the husk. <laughs> right. I think that's a dental no. problem waiting to no. happen. But so, yeah. So the next thing that we've got on, or the next thing I have on my loads here, is something that I know you've taken part in as much as you possibly can. It's hard. It is very hard. And and I have admittedly said that I listened to your show in order to figure out what's going on. So rude. Well, I'm giving you a listen, okay? <laughs> um the mystery. Yes. We were talking about this last night when we were out and about. And I said, this injection of the box with the sand and then the a whole bunch of like the, the, the word tweet, search. Yeah, the right, tweet the that we search, got where we had to dig up all the words. I felt like that was an injection because the mystery really felt like it was dying. Oh, it died. Yeah, it's straight up. We didn't know what to do. Right. We didn't, no, know, we what, didn't know what, what to, do. to go. It just felt like it was dying, and now they've injected it. But because of how long it has been and the, the delays with the tweets and retweets and the shares and everything, yeah, I feel like it just doesn't have the momentum that it did right off the bat. Everyone was tweeting about it in pictures and trying to solve it off the bat, and yeah. now it's kind of trickled away. So I'm curious your your thoughts. First off, we know the person, right? I'll let you you know you yeah. you told me about that. I'm not gonna take your thunder. You could talk about that, but I'm just curious what your thoughts are on where the adventure is now. We know it's still young. What could they possibly do to reinvigorate it to where it was in the very beginning? I think they've kind of hit that stride right now. Like we've had some weird, some weird teases. We've kind of worked those out. 
and with enough little tweets. And here's here's what I think is the difference: is the tweets that we're getting right now are hidden. They're masked as normal tweets that we would normally see, like SOT gear or SOT trivia. Okay. But they have little teases in them, and it's like it's either got the lantern in it or it's it's like giving you a, a hint as to the riddle that was the SOT mystery that we got from DeMarco's chest. Right. It was like, hey, someone with a silver hook and a pirate lord's hat or a feather in their cap. And, you know, we got those. So now every tweet that they put out has a little bit of that in it. So now we're cluing into like, okay, the tattoo, the hook, we got to find someone. And the community, I, I don't want to take credit for this. The community found out based on a tweet that was showing off a character burning Tony out in the devil's roar. The name, the T that we've been wanting to find out. We've been talking to T named people all the time, but the one that was finally like one that we didn't think was actually associated with the actual uh, like schools or the tavern is legit one of the merchant crate people out right. in the roar. Because a lot of people believed it was going to be someone on um uh, what was it? The, um, the blank, Moro's Peak. A yeah. lot of people were on Moro's Peak with the outfit on, yep. trying to talk to people. And from what I understand, there are some different dialogues that you do get when you have that outfit on. But it wasn't what it wasn't the one that you needed. It yeah. wasn't that one. And who would have thought? Burning Tony way out. What what is he on? What island? He's on is Devil's it? Thirst. Do if Devil's I Thirst. Correctly. Uh, Devil's Thirst or something like. That. Who would have thought? That that's the guy you would need to talk to, right? Yeah. And it, it's crazy because this is what I like about this. Even though I don't follow the mystery closely, that is a character that most people are not going to interact with very often. No. <laughs> One, it's merchant crates. Again. Which most people don't like to do. And two, it's in the Devil's Roar, which merchant crates in the Devil's Roar is a pain in the butt. Yeah. There's a volcanoes, right? So you would not have thought. And now because the mystery is going out there, it now is bringing life to a character that wasn't getting love. And I yeah. like that. Yeah. I like that. It does It does what the pirate legend voyage did for the Devil's Roar when you went to go do those yep. veil missions. Yep. And you would go out to the Roar for a veil mission. Yes. You're like, oh, my God. It's, it's, it's not dead. It's not just a, a thing that's been ignored since 2018. They're, right. they're drawing it back in. and. I love that. I love that they're thinking about the whole map, not just this area. But so we found out with the Sea of Thieves mystery, it's still kind of ongoing. We've uncovered more of like what the actual captain's log is, that it, it's clued in by Burning Tony, that there are now new clues that we're trying to work out. And shout out to a lot of the community members, especially the folks over at the Ancients uh, University. They, they have been putting a ton of work in collaborating adding details, trying to work out the puzzles to try and figure out who killed DeMarco. Do you, do you realize that when I listen to your show about this mystery, you throw out these names and sometimes I have to Google them because I'm not sure if they exist. You're like, <laughs> you're like the ancient Spire investigatory network. And I'm like, wait, is that a thing? Click, click, click. Oh, oh yeah. my God, it's a thing. Like, yeah. I did not know about... Uh, what what is it? Mer Mermaid's lullaby? Is that Mermaid's what it is? Lullaby. I didn't know about that. And Spelling. now you're talking about an ancient ancient. What is it? Ancient Isles University is a Discord that has been put together by community members, and they've got tons and tons of different classrooms. All the classrooms have different focuses. There's a meteorology one. There's a, a, a creatures one. There's a, a mis, uh, mystics 
Uh, there's uh, like a lore for the different. Um, oh, what are they called? The uh, the ancients. Yeah. Like there's it, like if if there was it started out kind of as like the storm chasers. Like, okay. The storm chasers wanted to find out what the pathing was for the storm, and that kind of kickstarted everything. So then they started to catalog all of all of the different parts of Sea of Thieves and do tests and research and stuff like that. But yeah, they've been they've been working on that for a long time. It's a huge group of, of members that are all really fun people to talk with and theorize about. They've all got their own theories, and it's great to kind of see like the the little bit of banter between them all. Right, because obviously I know of the Golden Sands blog because we sail with Dre. Yeah. You know? And so I knew about that. But then you start throwing these names. Can can like can we team up and make the Ancient Spire investigatory network? I feel like that's a thing that needs I feel to be like created. That's, I feel I, like they got that under wraps. I don't know okay. if we'd be able to. We can't. I'm too dumb. <laughs> I'm too dumb to do something like that. There's a lot of dedication that goes into that and a lot of sleuthing that they've done. So I'll, <laughs> right. I, I, I respectfully bow, tip my hat to them. I, for, for I will report on it. I won't yeah. try to do it. Yeah. And shout out to the, to the Keyhold community members, too, for following along with that stuff and posting it in the Sea of Thieves Mysteries uh, channel so that we know kind of like what's going on, what how they're keeping up with it, and trying to make sure that if you can't follow it, at least there's one channel in, in the Discord that, that kind of gives you the Cliff Notes version, the cheat sheet, if you will. Talk, talk about a hell of a community. They brought you temporary keel hall tattoos yeah that that you're handing out to people and those look sick in fact i've seen them on people here now i know yeah it's it's funny like uh, i did not expect the warm welcome uh i expected to meet people i didn't expect such an amazing community to really show up i got a t-shirt that has my name on it it's a beautiful t-shirt with the keel hall logo on it i got temporary tattoos of the keel hall logo um, I'm giving away stickers, and, and uh, there's going to be some trivia pr prizes like later on for, for people that are sticking around that are paying attention. Um, it's, it's just it's such a fun, fantastic moment right now. I really am just absolutely insane. And speaking of the community, we actually got a bunch of questions. I put out the call yes. for questions, and I wanted to pose some of these uh, to see um, if we could kind of burn through some of these Q&A yep. questions. So, yep. Uh, the first one is, what is a pirate from Dead Eye Dre? What is a, okay, so I'm going to answer this because obviously Dre is here and came up yeah. and talked to him. Yeah. That's a pirate. Dre that is a pirate. outfit? Yes. The overall look? Yeah. That, there, there's, there's the pirate. But I th that is an incredible outfit. From top to bottom. Yep. There you go. There's there, that's my answer. That's a pirate. Dre, I, Dre's a pirate. Dre also they have a fantastic sense of style as a goth. I don't. I bow my head to to them. You've seen what I've wore this whole trip. I have zero sense of style. <laughs> I am literally wearing rainbow socks and bright red shoes right now. With <laughs> yeah. Dark gray shorts and a black t-shirt. There is nothing that matches on me. That's, ever. That's fine. You know, it doesn't have to match. If it doesn't match, that's also a style too. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's my answer. But in 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 a more serious note, we were actually talking about this, and one of the magazines that I brought to read um, talks about different types of pirates. So, what is a pirate? It's 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 really 
there, it's it's hard to define, to be honest, right? Because everyone thinks, well, the pirates are the ones who go out and steal stuff. Okay, yes, that is true. Yeah. But there was there was so many different variants of pirates. There were pirates that were hired to hunt other pirates. There were, you know, there were the the freelance pirates who went out and hunt. You know, it's just. And in in the context of Sea of Thieves, a pirate is whatever you make the pirate to be. Yeah. Right. So what's what's a pirate? What what's your answer? I I honestly I feel like a pirate is the the, the epitome of freedom. It is the breaking of government, the the ruling of anarchy. The only rules are the rules that you don't abide by. You take what you need. You give nothing back. Kind of thing. Like it's it's one of those situations where a pirate is doing what they want to do because they are tired of being told what to do. And do you, I think that's what we, I think that's what Sea Thieves kind of is. Yes. Tools, I, not rules, did, right? Did you say that because you looked over here and there's a Pirate's Life t-shirt right there? No. It's freedom. No, but no, seriously. Like I, I, no, I agree. I won, and, I, and, and it 100% is Mike Chapman's fault on this. I have just honestly felt like freedom is is what a pirate is about and it's and it's such a beautiful thought to have like the idea of you know if you if you want to do something in sea of thieves you just go do it just go do it you just go do it yeah you don't have to think about it or what's going on it's just something you can enjoy so many times that when i when i go online and there there are obviously things that you can criticize about sea of thieves there's always been things there's less things now because of how they've done their development now. There's less things. But there's always things you can criticize. The thing that I can never understand or get is when people say, I'm bored, I have nothing to do. Right. And the reason I say that, even if you have every accommodation in the game done, let's say you're one of those people, every Xbox achievement, every accommodation you have done, there's still stuff to do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Sea of Thieves, your pirate... You write that story. Yeah. Unless you have officially said, my pirate is dead, there's always something for you to do because your pirate can always go on another adventure. Yeah. And no adventure will be exactly the same. Sea of Thieves is, at its core, a memory generator. Correct. You are making your pirate's history. That's what has always been at the core of it. Yep. I think that's why when I look at games like Skull and Bones and it focuses heavily on... The gameplay, the combat, taking yeah. down force and stuff like that. That's great, but that doesn't speak to what I think a pirate is. Right. Which really does come, come back to that idea of doing what you want. Right. Having that freedom to be able to experience life at its fullest yeah. on if, the seas. If you're one of those people who like to go talk to Burning Tony and somehow do merchant quests in the roar, well... There's a pirate for you, but yeah. <laughs> I give you props because that is that is a lot of stress that I don't want to deal with. 
Ahoy there, Pirates. This is the ad for this episode, and I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any two VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer or you'd like to save money on games, it's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time. And if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me, and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that, Pirates, let's get back to the show. So, you didn't send me all these questions, by the way. Yeah, mine starts I, with, I'm telling you right now, mine starts with, with yeah, Chinzos. There's one in your messages, I promise. Anyway, oh, okay. I got them here for you. Uh, Caleb wrote in, says... Can we just ignore Caleb? No, okay. no, I don't want to ignore Caleb. I'm going to get hate mail for that one. It'll be a top 10 things of reasons we shouldn't ignore him. Oh. He says, if you could remove one thing from the game, what would it be and how would it make the game better? I love how he also used a spoiler block. Yeah. That says, uh, no, Logan, you can't say arena again. I wish to remove the arena I a feel, second time. I feel like that, I mean, I, job done though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. And I talked about it last week on my episode. The arena was great for the players who enjoyed the arena. Yeah. Right? It was it was fun for those players. The Notorious Arena League. There were a lot of cool things that the arena allowed to do. But it on a business stance... It wasn't an effective use of resources, and because the arena shut down, and I know a lot, I know there were people who were upset about it, obviously. One percent. But because of its shut down, look at what we have in adventure now. Oh yeah, I think the game has flourished as a result. So if I, if and and I'll I'll take a stab at this, if I could remove one thing from the game that I think would make it better. I feel like removing Double Gun would make the game a better state. I think if you were forced to use a Cutlass and one gun, you could pick whichever gun, you could always swap it out, but you had to stick with a Cutlass at first. I think it would intrinsically tie better to to the idea of a sword and a pirate and having that. I've been seeing a lot of pirates today walking around with swords. I haven't seen very many pirates today walking around with double guns. I know Fox let me down. He's only got a flintlock on him. That's all you need. You just need a flintlock. You, you got your saber. You got your flintlock. Ask Fuzzy Bond. Yeah. Um, so I think that's true. I think that's one of the the main things that I would say is is if I could remove one thing from the game and have it be a better experience for the actual game, I think removing Double Gun would be one thing that I would love to see how that would work. So obviously. 
there are going to be people out there that don't like that answer because they're double gunners, me. I see the um, reasoning for it. Right. So I, I see where you're going with, with obviously putting the emphasis on the Cutlass. The Cutlass is obviously a trademark, stereotypical pirate weapon. Yeah. Um, however, if I were to say remove double gun and have Cutlass and your choice of another gun, they really would need to really put focus on that Cutlass's combat because well, that's coming right hopefully it's it's coming okay but but we're also talking about a world where we might get hit scan as well too true so having true. hit scan on both a flintlock and an eye of reach Ooh. is basically instant death yeah so how do you fix it uh, yeah you get rid of double gun so if i have to, if, if i'm being forced to choose one thing that i have to remove from the game yeah i'm removing the blunderbuss the blunder but not the full gun just one pellet just one pellet one pellet so you it's a why one pellet that way it can never one shot you ooh i because that is the most annoying thing when i'm playing is the one shot i don't like i don't like games that have a one shot mechanic in them here's the thing though it's like yeah you could do that but the the immediate response is you removed you remove the blunderbuss from one-shotting. Yep. They're just going to throw a blunderbomb. True. True. So it doesn't really, it doesn't, like. But in that time where they have to switch to that blunderbomb, is there a way that you could cut back from something? That's not that Maybe much. Maybe with I, a slide step of a, I don't know. I don't, Maybe. Mm, it's, I don't yeah. know. It would, it would. Also, I'm just trying to troll Caleb. If you could, if you could take one pellet off of the blunderbuss, yep. you would prevent a lot of, like, instant kills right. from respawn. Yep. Which I could see that. Yep. Because then, especially on a sloop, it's a, it's a much smaller area. You would have to deal with the fact that you would also take damage from a blunder bomb. True. So that is a good uh, that is a good potential fix for it. Yeah. But that's there's Maybe a two lot of pellets. Two pellets is kind of putting it on like it, an eye of reach at that point. It would be. Yeah. Because it still needs to be different, right? Yeah. It needs to be a different damage type from the eye of reach, obviously from the flintlock. But I, I don't know. The, the one-shot potential of the blunderbuss, and I know that's why it's used. I think if I had my choice of changing one thing, it would be removing the one-shot from the blunderbuss. That's interesting. Keeping it unique. Yeah. It still has the knockback, right? It still has the knockback. It still has the ability to double tap with another gun or a sword. Yeah. Um, but but taking away that, that one-shot potential. That would be my that. That'd be interesting. Okay. It would be very different, right? Yeah. It would be very different. And and I didn't say arena because that wasn't allowed. That's true. We didn't address, we didn't even use arena. No, okay. I didn't. Uh, so EG, who's wandering around? Uh, EG Gamer says. Oh, I see an EG. I don't think so. I don't yeah, know okay. if you've seen EG or I'll not. See EG I point. saw him. Okay. Uh, how do you see the game's future? What do you expect to see in the coming years? So, I think the future of Sea of Thieves is very bright right now. Yeah. I think, I think the difference of where we are with Sea of Thieves right now versus where we were pre-Pirate's Life is we have focus, right? We have a we have a story that's moving forward on a cadence. Yeah. We have updates which are moving us forward on a cadence. We have a team that is now focused on one game mode, regardless if you liked Arena or not. The focus is there where we're now getting these amazing adventures. 
that's driving the story forward. We're not having to wait for the next series of Tall Tales to get lore and story. Yeah. We're not having to wait for a whole group of five Tall Tales for a Pirate's Life. We actually have a story that's moving forward with consistent content. Bugs are getting cleaned up. So I think where we are now is much better where we were before a pirate's life and tells me that if we continue in this way, yeah. it has a bright future. So, it has an incredibly bright future. So with the game's future, I'm seeing us finally cresting that hill. We get, we're getting to the point now where I feel like we're finally getting to the point where we'll actually see the golden age of piracy. Please. And the thing that scares me about that is the GMU because I, I think scares me about that. I think that's what we can expect. Because give I'm, me Nassau. I'm. Uh, I mean, Nassau sounds cool until you realize that like you have to deal with traders that you don't want to trade with. Okay. So, like, that's I'm, fair. here's the thing: the gold that we're getting right now right. is an agreement that we have with the different trade companies. Right. Imagine if trade companies come in and start taking over those trade companies, and we start getting way less gold. Oh, you mean like the Sovereign? We don't know. Well, We don't know what they're about. We don't. We, we don't, but, but that's, that's how... Fear. That's that is That is true. And and obviously, the, the word sovereign means, obviously, someone overpowered. Yeah. And, and we've talked about before on both our stream and and previous episode that I've talked about, I really think that there's going the sovereign is going to take a cut. I don't yeah. think you're going to get the full money. No. And that is what the 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 Grand Maritime Union is going to be all about. If we're, if we're modeling it over the Golden Age of Piracy, they're going to take that cut because they want to maximize profits. So yeah. So that's that's where I see us going. Yep. I see us kind of moving forward with the Golden Age of Piracy. I think it'll be really cool. I think we'll finally get some outposts that are really built up. I think we might actually get some stone buildings. We might even get to see like some actual structures that are built up around some of the other islands and stuff. Mm -hmm. I just I'm I'm worried about the GMU. So so let me ask you this: When you're talking about going into the golden age of piracy at some point, because Mike said we're not there yet, but it's something in the future. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you think there's ever a day in the future of Sea of Thieves? We've already seen the shroud in multiple places around the world fall. We now have multiple technologies to drop the shroud. Can you ever see a day where the map expands? where we may get some of those iconic locations like Nassau, like the Bahama Islands from the Golden Age of Piracy. Do you see the game ever going in that direction where we start to crest through that shell that has always been there and that is Sea of Thieves is in its own little shrouded world? I, I don't think so. Okay. I think what we'll see is the islands that we have. Yep. I think that what we'll see is the influence of the outside world okay. breaching through that. Kind of like what we saw in a pirate's life. Yes. Okay. So I think we'll I, I think we'll get instances like that, and I I would not be surprised if we see tall tales in the near future that have an introduction where we have like Jack Sparrow coming back into the Sea of Thieves and he's being tailed by the GMU. Okay. All right. I like this. So that's how, like, the GMU are following him to try and get from something from him. Obviously, there's plenty of things, like, he's going on. I would not be surprised if Jack Sparrow gets reintroduced into Sea of Thieves through Tall Tales 
and that is the that is the pathway that the GMU followed to get into Sea of Thieves. Okay. And then they have the sovereigns right there to kind of work with, like, right. you know, now that you've now that you've seen what we have, we can help you understand the Sea of Thieves. Could could you imagine? Because I, I I I love the Golden Age of piracy. Could you imagine we go into this tall tale, and instead of Jack Sparrow being tailed by the GMU, he's tailed by like Blackbeard, like you. not not like the Disney okay. Blackbeard, like the Blackbeard, the crazy insane man that had the the cannon fuses lit in his beard, yeah. like nutso guy right could yeah. you imagine if they brought a character like him or if they brought a character like jack rackham or ann bonnie because we talked about this a little bit well we got a question about this from Do carl limbo yeah what crossover would you love to see come to see at these i jumped the gun i think that would be a great example because because one of the things is and i love black sales i know you love black sales we already did disney and I've already stated multiple times, I don't want to see Peter Pan. They could bring James Hook in. I don't want to see Peter Pan. I don't want to see Tinkerbell. I don't want to see Wendy. Okay, I don't want to see them. I don't want to see Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. What if we're the Lost Boys? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. But what I would like to see is Captain Flint, Charles Vane, yeah. and Bonnie. These iconic characters... Maybe playing a little bit off of the Black Sail style, maybe playing a little bit off of the real world style to make a Sea of Thieves version of these iconic historical characters as we move okay. closer to that time. So, but how do you do, how do you get a character like Blackbeard in the game and still have it be like a teen, teen rated game? Can you do justice to I Charles Vane? As a teen-rated game, you just have to you have to you have to take aspects of that character and not do the other parts. That's a lot of who he is. Who Charles? Yeah, yeah. How do but you? But I mean, you could do like Charles Vane from uh, from Black Sails was not as nutso as the Charles Vane that actually existed. No, but that show is still M-rated. Well, yeah, you just don't do the naked parts. I mean, that's. Okay. <laughs> right? You don't do the naked parts. There's, there's, I, I can see, like, I could see them bringing some of those historical yeah. characters into the game. I think right. it would be really cool to see Blackbeard. I think it would be really cool to see Flint. I think Flint would be a really. Flint would be a great character. Flint would be a great character Long to bring John in. Long John Silver? Long John Silver would be a great character to bring in. I, I just, I'm, I'm always worried because it's like we're in a world that is already pretty, like, it's pretty Disney. It's already yep. T for Teen. Yep. I just Man. don't see them being able to do justice to those characters based on like the rating that we're going. Like we don't even have gambling. Look, as long as I don't enter the tall tale and I hear a train whistle and Steamboat Willie comes sliding oh, into come the on. Sea of Thieves, okay? You're not gonna hear that. With a pirate hat. No, you're fine. Hey Pluto. That's not gonna happen. Let's but go I to mean, Smuggler's Bay. But I mean that's it's it's like the idea of Captain Hook coming yeah. fits really, really James well. James Hook would be would be great for multiple reasons. Let's take Peter Pan out of it, right? Because if you actually right. read Pirates of the Pirates of the Caribbean, the books, right before the movies, yeah, James Hook was part of the original Brethren Court. 
with Davy Jones. Yeah. So bringing a character like James Hook in, forgetting Peter Pan, the Lost Boys, all that stuff, you could do that yeah. very easily. If and there's perfect. a lot of great concept art out there that people have done in a very Sea of Thieves style. Shabby. Uh, right, you're right. Of, of Of James Hook. And could, uh, you brought this up, could James Hook be the captain? Yeah, because he is. Because okay. he is. As long as Tinkerbell doesn't Mike, come with him. Mike is looking at it. He's he's hanging out with us here, and uh, and he he says no to to Captain being Captain Hook, and that's. It might not be. I, I know who you you wanted to be. Monkey Island, and I I think we're getting Monkey Island in a completely different. I, yeah, I think Monkey thing, Island though. comes in. Yeah, LeChuck would be cool. It would be cool, and I, it would it would wait, play too. Wait, did you say LeChonk, the new Pokemon? No, not LeChonk. Oh, oh, LeChuck. Okay. Um. Okay. So, Chenzo wrote in, says, uh, "Do you think the Sea Dogs will become a faction?" You can rep somehow in adventure. So we talked about this briefly when you read that question, and we differ on this. Yeah. I say yes. I say no. I think that bringing the Sea Dogs into adventure could be a way to, to because obviously the Sea Dogs were all the arena before, right? That's, yeah. That's all they were. You could revitalize and basically rework the Sea Dogs in a new new way. Are they going to do it? Probably not. They can let the sea dogs die with with um, the uh, the arena, not, but they or have it as part of the dark brethren. But it hasn't or something. died. It hasn't. It hasn't died. The Amaranta was part of the new adventure. Yeah, Demarco is a, is an active an active mystery. Oh yeah, he is an active mystery right now. Amaranta oh, is, is part of the brethren left. court. Lissetti's there. There's plenty of other sea dogs like. The sea dogs are. are still hanging out. They're still active. It's still one of those situations where, like, do I think they'll become a faction? No, because I think they want to respect the people who grind it That's a fair point. That's a out. very good point. And, and, you know, Chenzo should know how, how most people feel about exclusives and how a lot of people want to keep those exclusives exclusive, right. yourself included. Yep. So why would you offer but, to remove that? By opening up that faction again, you could you, but you could like like that's why I said like a redesign. Uh, like you wouldn't have to bring back the exclusive stuff, but you could do Sea uh, Dog leveling up for something. I, I don't know how it, it would have to be a complete redesign. Here's here's what they could do. Um, in the books, they've got a faction that has not been addressed called the Midnight Blade. Midnight Blade. Yeah. I think the Midnight Blade is a perfect shoe in. For former sea dogs. Okay. And they are a mercenary group. They are very talented. And I think if you wanted to bring in a sea dog reputation that focused uh, focused on PvP but wasn't tied to lore, then you could do the Midnight Blade and have that work. But it would take a lot of design. Do you think if they did the Midnight Blade... Do you think at uh, do you think there would be someone at Rare that says we can't do this because Reapers is technically what we envisioned our PVP faction to be? No, I can see them doing it. You think so? Yeah, I think you could totally do with it. I mean, I, I'm in. I think it would be a matter of how do you take the how do you take the PVP faction and glorify it? You know, like who's to say that 
you know, we've got Reapers, and Reapers are obviously tied to Flameheart. Right. But shouldn't the other side of it have, like, a PvP side? Like, isn't there a fighting group that someone who maybe has a pirate lord as a father would be fighting on his side? Ramsey just needs to go back to his rocking chair, okay? <laughs> He's always in his rocking chair. That's true. Um, but I, I think it would be very fitting if Ramsey's had a group of people who... You know, you could call them the Midnight Blade. You can call them whatever you want. But I think would be a perfect example of how do you get a PvP faction in Sea of Thieves that isn't directly associated with Flameheart. Right, right. And by the way, because I know Xbox Mike said it earlier, you just said Ramsey's with an S. Son of a... I just wanted to remind you Thank of that because of the conversation. Yeah, right I earlier. know. I'm terrible about that. All right, that. what's the next question? Uh, the next question is... How come three years later, and this is from Personal Coffee, I still have no way to randomize my cosmetics for weapons, tools, and ship parts? Because only monsters want to randomize their look. Moving on. All right. I don't know. I I, I, I really don't have an answer You change that. your outfit a lot. So I could I see. I do change my outfit like, a and lot. There's, there's, there's things like stream loots out there and things that content creators and even obviously players yeah. that want to be able to randomize stuff and maybe come up with something cool. For me, I have a look. I stick to the look. I don't touch my look. And that's my thing. But, the, but this wouldn't take that away. It wouldn't. It would be a feature for those who want it. Yes. But I just, because it's me, I just view people who want to randomize this stuff that they're just wrong and that's possessed. I can, un I can understand your perspective. I respectfully disagree because I see where he's coming from because sometimes I've played around with different sets and Rare is pretty good about taking sets that have similar colors but look different and being able to, oh my God. I, 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 I didn't expect beard recording this podcast that I would just see two beards skipping next to me. This is great. Uh, holding hands. <laughs> holding hands. Oh. This is brilliant. This so, is hilarious. So how are you guys enjoying everything? It's amazing, honestly. It just seeing that finally being able to put names to faces and you know meeting the community, which we've been waiting for this for like what four years. Yeah. We've just not had the chance to actually do anything like this, so it's kind of culminated into one big ball of excitement and holding hands and skipping through walls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I couldn't believe it. I was I was standing outside earlier. Joni comes walking up. Like, literally, Rare is coming out to support this event, and it's Joe completely... Joe. Right. <laughs> Joe, Joe Chapman. You still... This is... This is going to be... You know the have you done your panel guy yet? with the hand? No, 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 does no, no. You're going to have to do this during the panel. <laughs> okay, you have to walk up on stage. No problem. That's cool. Yep. <laughs> Even my hands are so sweaty. Yeah, is, hand, <laughs> I was going to say, we need a picture. We'll send it to Boxing and be like, he's cheating on you. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, cheating. Yeah. Oh, he knows. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Yeah, what's the next question? Next question, uh, and then I think we might have to wrap this up. Yep. Um, Regis Stella comes in. How would multiple fa fictional pirate crossovers work? If we got more than Jack Sparrow, other pirates like Guybrush, Thripwood, Long John Silver, and Captain Hook. How in your mind will that work like a Marvel Avengers-style crossover? We kind of talked about this a little bit. Yeah. I think it would be really tough. It would be. But I think it's one of the things where... Sea of Thieves feels like a safe haven yes. for pirates where 
they're going to come together and it's going to be a big clash, but I think it'll be a clash that will be respectful because at the end of the day, they'll just go back home to their normal worlds at this point. Yeah, and here, if there is a company out there that could take some larger than life IP or larger than life character yeah. and bring it into the Sea of Thieves world and make it feel at home, Rare can do that. Yeah. Because look what, and yes, Pirates of the Caribbean, they had the MMO that kind of eventually led, you know, the Sea of Thieves people came from there, and and Jack Sparrow kind of fits. But they took these larger-than-life characters with Pirates of the Caribbean, they put it in their world, built a story around them, and made it work. So I think with all of these characters, from anything from Monkey Island to Long John Silver to Black Sails, if Rare wanted to add them to the Sea of Thieves world, they could do it and do justice to not only the character, but to Sea of Thieves for us. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely, that's one of the few things that I think that the team there does a really good job is, is that if they wanted to bring in characters, they have a great way of tying it into the lore that is already present. They still respect the lore, as we've seen with Jack Sparrow, but they're still able to basically sit there and say, like, look, this is going to be their moment to shine. Right. And they let them have that. Yeah. And I don't see them having a problem with that in the future with other characters. Yeah. Would they interact with each other? That's going to be a little weird. That would be hard. Yeah, that would be harder to know for sure, but I at least think that for the time being, this will be a good opportunity for them to at least experiment yeah. with. The, and I think like Lon Jong Silver's a, a perfect That's example a good one. to have brought in. I think that Captain Hook will eventually cut yep. in. I know that they want to bring more of uh, uh, Monkey Island Monkey into Island, the yep. game, so I'm, I'm would not be surprised if we had like a tall tale dedicated to LeChuck and Guybrush. It would be hilarious to see that come together. I'm sorry. Every time you say LeChuck, I just think of the new Pokemon LeChonk. Yeah, it's, I don't blame you. That's just <laughs> how it is. Okay. I, they can do it. So, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. I think that was pretty much it. What are you going to name your ships uh, when Captain C's released? Obsidian Wing. Uh, the, the Sitting Duck. Um, what are you going to say or have as your saved ship cosmetics? I have no idea. That that's easy for me. That's easy. Okay. So I've got the obsidian wheel. I don't have the obsidian capstan yet, so hopefully I'll get that. Yeah. I use the ghost hull because it lines up perfectly the chains on the side with the obsidian figurehead. Yeah. The sails are the 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 collector's edition freedom sails. The obsidian flag on top because we have to have the flag. The flags. And the sailor cannons because there are no other cannons to use. Yeah, and uh, that's, the, that's, other, the, that, okay. that's the obsidian <laughs> wing. I I don't have like a set thing except for the spinal figurehead. Right, that's kind of your I thing. I think that's, that's the, the only the only figurehead that I really love to, to have on my ship. So that is what the sitting duck is. Um, but I think that's pretty much it. Everyone else is arguing about what the GMU is. Um, so thank you to all of the community members that wrote in on the Discord who yes, gave us yes. these questions. It was really fun to kind of have like some fun things to talk about. Uh, we had some great folks kind of hang out with us here today mm-hmm. and get to hang out. We didn't get to do, we didn't get to quite do like the loudspeaker in a room right. thing. But where people have been coming by. Yeah, people have been heard. swinging by. And it's been really fun. Yeah. And um, that, was, that was pretty much it. I think we've got 
our hour in. Yeah. I want to get back out. I want to get some I, food. I want to get wanna, out there. I want to pack this stuff up so I, I don't saw, have to worry about, you know, worrying about it. Yeah. I want to come over and get my a, a banana so I'm, I can eat the rind. I'm looking at Andy Preston. I saw Chris Marlowe. I saw, I'm, I'm looking at Balsania. I saw Captain Daggers. I see James Bowden right there. There's rare devs in the, in the midst here. Oh, yeah, here. yeah. I see and over there. Yeah. I see faces, and I want to go say hi. Because do you want very, me to give you one of these microphones so you can shove it in their face? Because that's what you do. Like, can we talk? Can we talk about the state of the game? Would you like to talk about Hit Rick? Yes. Would you like to talk and tell us the name of the next adventure? Oh yeah, wait, what, that's John. And then what, it got bleeped what out. What is False Nails, and what is it going to mean for the future of CDs? <laughs> Will Joe Neat's boat be named Your Mom? Yeah, that's. I really should go ask Joe about the False Nails thing. Is that the name of your first ship? <laughs> it's such a weird callback. Um, but I think that's going to do it for yep. this episode. Davram, thank you for being my traveling partner on this adventure of ours. Thank you for putting up with me and my, like, three hours of sleep in three days. That's it's it's been it's been easy. It's been easy going. You've been more tired than me at this point, so it's it's cracking me up at this point. Yep. Um, but if you're listening to this now, uh, first off, thank you for listening to it. Secondly, sorry that it's coming out later than normal. Obviously, with traveling, we're gonna we're gonna have to you know get this all edited down. There's yep. definitely some stuff that I think we need to balance. Um, just based on who we were talking to and stuff. So right. we'll, we'll have to work that out. Hopefully the finished product is a nice product and you're enjoying this. Uh, and to everyone else that didn't get a chance to be here, we're sorry. We're, we're hoping that you'll get a chance to actually come next year or the next time that we get to do another Sea of East Rest. Yes. Um, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. I'm, I'm, though I love doing these shows, I'm ready to pack this stuff up. Go get me some bananas. Go meet some people because there's a lot of people here. We got a lot of people standing around us now at this point. A lot yeah. of people to meet, say hello to. It's I, I'm excited for the rest of the day and apparently yeah. the after party. <laughs> yeah, the after party is going to be interesting. We'll have to figure out how that goes. Pirates, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, definitely make sure to check the show notes. We'll have links to all the social media accounts, all that good jazz. Make sure you're jumping into the Discord. Make sure you're talking to the, uh, the uh, Sherpas. I know the Sherpas were looking to try and set up uh, a day where they can have a weekend where they get a couple ships together and just work on pvp that's all they want to work Ooh. on so there's definitely opportunities out there if you're out there sailing and you want to learn how to be better at pvp or at least just have some practice because you don't always get to practice in a good environment uh that's going on in the discord davram what do you got going on um Playing New World and being, having a lot of fun with it between our streams, right? Yeah. Been playing a lot of New World. Game's in a much better place. I think could still be in a better place, but having a lot of fun with that. Trying to get caught up on work. I've been working my butt off um, doing YouTube, doing my normal job and everything else. So just, just trying to relax, having a good time. I'm having a great time over here. It's relaxing once I get to sleep, but I'm excited just for the upcoming week streams and stuff like that. I've just... I'm having a really good time in life right now. I'll say that. It's a fantastic weekend. So I hope you guys are having a great weekend. And Pirates, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.
have been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades. That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his vault girl Bunny as they solve the wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades. It's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love the Witcher series and are interested in learning more about the world and the history and the monsters and the characters of the Witcher? Well, this is Robots from shows like the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast and the Mass Effect Lorecast. And me and my buddy Toasty are now doing the Witcher Lorecast. It's available on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on right now. And we also recorded live on Monday nights on twitch.tv slash robots radio at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So you're welcome to join us there. Again, it's the Witcher Lorecast available everywhere. Go check it out right now.